Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's how we start! Yeah, baby! 32 super fans. Where do the reports come from? Did you get an initial? One pod vader. That's football. Every angle of the NFL covered. All that kind of stuff, I get it. This. No question about it. Is next fan up. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, hey. It is I, Josh, your Detroit Lions super fan. Wanted to welcome you guys in to yet another fantasy edition of the next fan up podcast powered by fan tracks and uh of course wanted to remind you guys that you should be playing all your fantasy leagues on fan tracks if you're not uh but you might just be missing out a little bit there but we are more than happy to go over some of the fantasy plays for this week three in the nfl action and just like we did the first couple weeks, uh, again, I'm not fired, so must be doing a pretty semi-competent job here. Uh, we're going to go through some studs, duds, and uh, some value plays with a little bit of a daily fantasy twist, mostly referencing DraftKings pricing and uh, all the lines and spreads that I'll be talking about today here on this episode of Next Fan Up. I will be courtesy of our friends and our sponsor at mybookie.com. Go over there and check them out if you have not. And again, before we get started, I want to remind you guys that you can get uh, your share of the next Fan Up episodes wherever fine podcasts are heard. Uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can email us at nextfanup at gmail.com. You can tweet us at NFU Podcast and also find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash NFU Podcast. And uh, we will just go ahead and get right to it. Wanted to introduce this week's special guest. So nice to have with us Mr. Nate Knowing from Roto Grinders. Nate, thanks again for stopping out to talk some week three football. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, been an exciting start to the season first two weeks have been uh treated me well so uh glad to be here excited to break down uh what looks to be an exciting week three we get some injury news that leaves us with some value so i'm excited to get into it fantastic and uh nate where can folks find you out there on twitter uh you can just follow me at my twitter handle which is at nate noling uh n-o-h-l-i-n-g just at nate noling uh, I also do uh, a couple um, NFL pods for uh, Rotor Grinders. We do our Sunday night review or Monday morning review show uh, along with Sammy Reed and Davis Maddock uh, that you can find us on. Uh, and I also do some MLB, uh, the MLB premium podcast, the On Deck Premium. Fantastic. Yep. Just winding down the MLB season here. Only a week left, my friend. And uh Absolutely. Uh, from listening to the weekly review podcast, aka the Gilcast, uh, we know that uh, your week one and two have been pretty kind because you've been all about the Fitz magic. It sounds like, my friend. So, uh, congrats to you for uh, for reeling it in. And uh, that's just, I mean, he's been a cash cow so far. 
uh, the first couple of weeks. Uh, so let's just go ahead and just go right into it. We'll start uh, at that same position with the quarterbacks. And let's go ahead and start it off with our studs here. Nate, who do you like as a stud quarterback here in week three slate? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think this slate, uh, especially on DraftKings, really comes down to uh, two main QBs that I'd be looking at in cash games. And that's going to be either Patrick Mahomes or, uh, for me, it's Matt Ryan. Um, I think I lean Matt Ryan just because of the $1,300 savings here. Matt Ryan comes in at 57 here. And um, I, I mean, if we look at the Vegas line, they have the, uh, the third highest implied total on the slate on the DraftKings main slate this week. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a shootout here. This is going to be the game that you want to target and getting a QB like Matt Ryan, who projects to um, have this much of his team's offense. I mean, it, to me, there's just no, uh, there's no getting me off of Matt Ryan in cash games. I think, uh, Mahomes is one of those guys who in tournaments, I think we've clearly seen his ceiling. Obviously he is due for some regression. He is not going to continue to have the touchdown rate that he has had through this point in the season. I mean, this, what we've seen from, uh, Mahomes at this point is, is, is pretty insane. I mean, his completion per- percentage, uh, you know, is up over 69% on some massive a dot throws. His a dot is at 11.98, almost 12%, uh, a dot. And his touchdown rate is just insane here with 10 touchdowns this early in the season on only 55 pass attempts. So, uh, Mahomes is due for some regression, but, uh, I still think in the San Francisco matchup, he's definitely in play in tournaments. Uh, and then I think Matt Ryan is probably my favorite uh, value stash, like cash game lock on DraftKings, uh, just because of the price. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. Not you know, sounds like you tend to follow the same type of roster construction that I like to go with in cash. You know, especially if been using uh, Fitzpatrick the last couple of weeks. You know, Matt Ryan at fifty-seven, that's a fantastic price. I tend to always gravitate to those lower price QBs in my cash games as well. Uh, so going all the way up to Mahomes at 7K, that's a little tough. Um, you know, for, you're talking about that uh, game in Atlanta being a shootout. Uh, you know, I'd rather play even Drew Brees in cash games at mm-hmm. 600 less. So um, definitely like that, and I can appreciate that. Um, not sure if I would be I, – I don't know, man. Jimmy G at 6,500, probably not a cash game play for me. I am. I do have him in some tournament builds, though, so far. So I really do like that. Uh, one guy, and I'll be interested to hear your take on this, Nate. One guy I have my eye on this week is Cam Newton. But, man, I just I can't figure out. I kind of have the sneaking suspicion like the Bengals-Panthers game is going to be a barn burner. Um, but, but, man, I just can't put my finger on exactly. You know, they always say, like, you want your lineups to kind of tell a story or at least play out the game script. And um, I tell you, man, aside from Cam... I I do like Cam a bit in this game, but what do you think about this game in general as far as the Cincinnati-Carolina effort is concerned? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit difficult to break down this matchup here, uh, and I think that's a little bit why I lean towards the Matt Ryan thing. It's just because from a macro perspective, I feel so much more confident in the way that I feel that this game's going to go. Um, the thing about Cam is he doesn't need game script necessarily to go in his favor favor because of the fact that he is such a key part of this offense. And with, with Newton carrying so much on the ground, um, it just raises his floor for a quarterback. I mean, when, when you know you're going to get, you know, I mean, 
he's going to see eight rushing attempts here and he's going to have, you know, you can at least project him for, you know, almost a 20% shot at a, at a rushing touchdown here, which just raises his floor so much. I mean, he's got basically a, you know, five point, uh, you know, three to, you know, three point head start on every other QB here, just from a passing perspective. And so I definitely could see going cam uh, at six K. I think he's definitely a great play. I just, am a little bit more, uncertain about how this game is going to play out. I think McCaffrey is going to get a ton of work. That's about the only thing I can be confident in, in this game. I know Funchess is going to be, you know, we'll get to it at wide receiver. I think Funchess might be uh, a play that people are looking at, but um, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough breakdown from a macro perspective for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I just like, uh, you know, like you met, you said, Cam gets, uh, he gets some goal line carries to me. I, I still call him the best goal line back in the NFL. And, uh, that's always a threat as far as cash games are concerned. He always kind of has a little bit of uh, extra viability there. Uh, as far as duds, though, Nate, um, I don't know, man. I I, I want to say Kirk Cousins at 6800 just because the price is up there a little bit and because of this could be a game that kind of gets away rather quickly. I mean, we're talking here um, Buffalo at Minnesota, and when we go to the uh, mybookie.com sportsbook, uh, this is a pretty lopsided game, my friend. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember too many games where there's a 17 point spread. Um, I think we had Patriots versus somebody that was god awful uh, a couple about a year and a half ago, and um, you know that's about the last time I can see it. I remember seeing a 17 point line, uh, 41 uh, point total on this game. I, I think we could see a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, very run-heavy attack. I know Dalvin Cook is out for this game, um, but it could be one of those games where Cousins maybe just chucks a couple touchdowns early, and they're just pounding the rock the rest of the game, and he really just doesn't get the volume that we would want. So that's the, really the only reason I would call Cousins a dud at this point. Who are you not so high on at the QB spot this week? Yeah, I think Cousins uh, is a sharp call uh, for the dud, and I, I mean, I... You know, with quarterbacks, it's so hard because I really do, on uh, at least in DFS, and this is why I uh, pay down usually, is I don't feel like a, cor- a quarterback is really going to sink your lineup very often. Um, you know, I think obviously I wouldn't be playing Cousins here, but uh, most of the guys that I'm not high on here, um, it's, it's really difficult to call them a dud at the QB position. But if I had to pick one, it would be Cousins here uh, just because of um, – because of, you know, the factors that you mentioned. Um, and then, I mean, you know, if we really wanted to find another one, no, I wouldn't even go there. So I, yeah, that's a little bit tougher for me. I mean, I wouldn't go with, I'm, I'm not on Deshaun Watson this week. And I know some people might be here. Uh, he's another guy that I'm a little bit off just because I like Newton and um, Matt Ryan so much more at his price range. So um, I guess you could go that if you're looking for a little bit more of a hot takey dud. Yeah, I mean the thing is like quarterback production's been out of this world this season. I mean, um, I think it was uh, I, saw, I think I saw this. There was 21 quarterbacks that had averaged 20 points or more through the first two weeks this year. And I know from uh, from some of the other you know fantasy guys out there in the industry um they they can back this up i mean quarterback scoring's been just you, well you've seen it firsthand with your Ryan Fitzpatrick lineups there Nate it's uh it's been kind of uh hot and heavy the first two weeks and 
Uh, same with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think that first game was a little fluky, but last game, I mean, he even left uh, some points out there um, mm-hmm. on, a, on a couple throws that he didn't make. But but uh, I always tell myself we're not going to spend too long on quarterbacks, and that's one of the reasons is because it seems like you can get production from so many spots, you know, and so many different price points. Um, and, and you know, for, for that being said, um, there's really not you know, a ton of, of cheap quarterbacks out there when you get underneath uh, Matt Ryan and Andy Dalton. I mean, maybe Andrew Luck. I know a lot of people think that that Philly and Indy game um, might be a bit of a shootout. I don't know, man. I don't um, I don't really see myself playing any Andy Andrew Luck. Um, I might have some exposure to some Eagles, but uh, any particular value plays cheaper than that in that uh, lower, you know, five and a half K range that you're looking at at all, maybe in tournaments. I mean, the cheapest I'd probably go is going to be Ryan here. I think the thing about luck that we're waiting on um, is, I mean, his a dot has been significantly lower than what we've seen of Andrew luck in the past. And I think, you know, when it comes to quarterback uh, play at the NFL level, especially on DraftKings, like what you're looking for is guys who, who have a decent um, A dot. I mean, you're looking for volume. You're looking for guys who are going to take shots. I mean, if we look at just through this point in the season, uh, you know, quarterbacks who have made um, above, uh, you know, above 50 pass attempts um, with an A dot above 10, you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that's also where we've seen the production from and the touchdowns come because touchdowns come from these broken plays. And you're not going to get these broken plays when your A dot is what is, uh, where are we at here with, I mean, through this point in the season, he, Andrew Luck is a 5.14 A dot. I mean, you're not, oh, yeah, he's going, not going deep at all. Yeah. He's not going deep. They've anywhere. changed this offense uh, to work around his shoulder recovery. And I think overall, I would guess, I would bet that by the end of the season, we're going to see this A dot rise for him. I don't know if it's going to be this week. First, the tough Eagles. Um, I don't think I'm going here uh, with Andrew Luck this week. Um, I think if there was one guy that I, I mean, the Josh, the Josh Allen thing, Minnesota's going to be a tough matchup here for sure. But I think Allen's going to have enough passing attempts here because they're going to be behind where, I mean, if I was looking to just punt in tournaments and just hope I get some, I mean, I guess I'd go there. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, man. Going going under Ryan, that's kind of where I'm drawing the line too, dude. So I don't, yeah. uh, I definitely don't blame you there. I mean, you could easily see five turnovers from Josh Allen in this game and yeah, I, I wouldn't even be surprised in the least, but uh, we'll we'll move it on to the uh, to the running back spot here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join Join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, I'll go ahead and kick off the studs here. Um, you know, and I... <laughs> 
and I've done this the last couple episodes here in both week one and two, uh, I've taken the highest price guy at uh, a couple spots. And I mean, I, I think Alvin Kamara is just, there's so many reasons for him to be the highest price running back this week. Not only did he have an explosive week one, you know, Mark Ingram is still out on suspension. Uh, we know that Kamara gets a boatload of work in the passing game, not necessarily a whole lot of rushing attempts, um, but against this Atlanta team, again, indoors. Um, so it's almost like being at the Superdome. Um, but, you know, being indoors at Atlanta against an Atlanta team that is absolutely suffered some significant injuries uh, just two weeks into the season. And, I mean, they're very beat up. Uh, not only are they beat up, but this is a team that specifically, um, you know, their strategy is to let running backs catch the ball uh, and and then they just kind of go after it and uh, and it's a horde of tacklers. But they this just all adds up to just with the scheme, the health of the defense and the opportunity and the, the workload that we should see for Kamara. Um, Al Kamara at ninety five hundred. I'm high, I'm finding it hard not to go cheap at quarterback because I want Kamara in there. Um, I mean, I feel like he's a no-brainer in cash. What say you, Nate? I definitely think that in a vacuum, I would agree with you. I mean, Kamara here, uh, 9.5, going up against Atlanta. It's hard for me to see. Um, I mean, his touchdown projection here is is pretty off the charts, um, you know, both from a rushing and a receiving standpoint, just because he can do so much. Um, it's if If New Orleans puts up points, which I assume that they will, yeah, I think Kamara Kamara is going to be a significant part of that. My biggest thing is just the way that roster construction works on DraftKings this week. There's so many uh, mid-priced and ch- or cheap running back values that I really, really like this week that are going to be difficult. I mean, I think Corey Clement, to me, is the lock of the lock at 4.3 with the injury situations that we have. He is a can't fade in DraftKings cash games to me. Um, and I think, you know, with Latavius right there, um, R- Latavius is right there. And I think the question up top is, you know, comes down to basically Kamara versus Christian McCaffrey. And obviously from a one for one standpoint, obviously Kamara is significantly above him in a raw projection standpoint, but this is daily fantasy where raw projection isn't, you know, salaries are a thing. So this is what we have to take into consideration. So, um, to me, it comes yeah, down he's not to, cheap. <laughs> to me, it comes down to, you know, Latavius and, um, and Corey Clement are the locks. And then it's, well, you know, what do I do with Kamara or McCaffrey there for my third run? You know, if I use running back in the flex, you know, so I'm, I'm with you on Kamara. I think other top, top, top price running back would be McCaffrey for me. Um, and then it's just a question of, uh, you know, how does actual roster construction go for me? But I think in a vacuum, yeah, there's, you, there's nothing wrong with Kamara here. I mean, he's he's a stud. Yeah, well, I'm glad you touched on that, Nate. Um, you know, McCaffrey, um, similar situation as Kamara, a ton of work in the passing game. Um, you know, one guy we saw absolutely blow it up in that uh, role last week was Saquon Barkley as well. But, um, but man, 7,800, 7, 7,600, there's no doubt I'd rather spend 200 extra dollars and, and just get McCaffrey in my lineup. Again, can't really put my finger on how the Cincinnati at Carolina game is going to go. Um, but man, I really like the potential on a lot of guys in that game. Uh, but you nailed it. Uh, when you talked about roster construction, I mean, that's the real thing here is, you know, we're, we're so far away now, it seems like from week one where there was just all these, uh, 
just absolute obvious values on the slate with some of that super advanced pricing. I think they released pricing like five weeks early. And now that we're two weeks past that, um, you know, I, I think, you, I think you absolutely nailed it. Nate. there's, it's just the pricing so much tighter. Uh, they did a really good job this week. You know, when you mentioned Latavius Murray, um, and going back to this, uh, Cincy Carolina game, Geo at, uh, you know, under that, just under that 6K range. Uh, when you talk about some of the running backs right there, um, and, you know, we kind of talked about our studs and the value plays here at the same time with Clement, uh, Clement, Geo, and Murray. I, I'm 100% on board. Corey Clement at 4,300. I, I love Corey Clement, man. I have him in a couple dynasty leagues. Um, so I'm definitely a huge fan of him. And, uh, you know, I think just some of the opportunity that Murray's going to have against this Bills team, who's just so terrible. Um, I, those guys are fantastic plays this week. So when you're talking about Kareem Hunt at 6K, Geo at five, just $100 less, and then um, going to Latavius Murray at $100 uh, under him, those three running backs right there in that cluster – uh, definitely, I think are going to find some ownership. Uh, I think one of the one of the plays I like in um, tournaments in, and cash both is I like pivoting uh, to Hunt uh, mm-hmm. from Geo or Murray. Um, but so so I mean we, we've talked about all the running backs that I'm going to have. I, I'm going to have there's, a very narrow running back pool this yeah, week. There's one other guy that I'd throw out there in tournaments uh, that I think falls in a little bit of interest. An, an intriguing price point here, and that's going to be Dion Lewis. Uh, he gets a tough matchup here versus Jacksonville, but at 4.5 with the diversity that he's seen in his workload over the first couple of weeks and how we've seen that Tennessee wants to use him. Um, I think he, he's got to be another guy that you throw into your player pool for tournaments here. Um, I don't think he's as you know strong of a play as the Corey Clements, the Geos and the, um, you know, some of the top price guys like, like Christian McCaffrey. But I think he's, he's right there that, um, you know, if I had five running backs, I think Deion Lewis would make that list. Yeah, the only reason I don't like Deion is just because I think that the Titans are going to have this continuous hot hand approach where it's just mm-hmm. kind of going to be, um, I don't know, man. And just, like in cash games, I'm so scared to play any of those guys. I would absolutely take a shot on Lewis, um, especially on DraftKings with the full point PPR. I would definitely take a shot on him in tournaments, but way too scared to do that in cash, man. But, um, you know, you talked about using him correctly. Um, one guy that's not being used correctly and my dud of the week. Um, if you've been watching any Arizona Cardinals football, oh. it's been just so terrible. Oh. They, they Taking have scored generational six. talent, <laughs> a generational talent and just abusing like the egregiousness of this play calling is, it's been painful. It's been painful to watch something like that just be misused. Oh yeah, guy. I mean, guy that's been a receiver uh, was a receiver in college. Um, you, let's just smash him between the guards like all game long, you know, and see see how that works out. Um, but yeah, absolutely terrible uh, coaching. Um, not only on the offense side of the ball, but defense side of the ball. But six points scored by this offense, they just look so so bad on the field. Um, and I, you know they. They kind of, uh, it appears like some of the comments from uh, Steve Wilkes, the head coach this week, you know, like, oh, yeah, we, we, we need to know we need to use them uh, a little bit differently. Yeah, obviously you need to get this guy out in space. Um, it just, it's, it blows my mind that they've been, I mean, when did, uh, when did Wilkes get hired? Like in March or uh, what is this, January, February? So they, they were, we're talking like eight months here, Nate, where um, 
they could have probably had some pretty solid, uh, <laughs> solid options in the playbook uh, to feature DJ. And uh, that has absolutely not been the case. So it's been uh, pretty disgusting. They're kind of uh, doing the same thing with their best defensive player, uh, Patrick Peterson. But unless you're in an IDP league, uh, you probably don't want to hear us talk about uh, <laughs> defensive backs from the Cardinals. But uh, but yeah, he's going to be my dot of the week. I mean, I, I can't pay for David Johnson, uh, even at 7,200. I mean, that's pretty cheap compared to the talent. I think eventually the talent's going to win out. This might be the week, Nate, that they get it going. But um, I don't know, man. Chicago's defense has been just absolutely brutal against running backs. They've only allowed um, like 10 fantasy points to running backs here the past couple weeks. So not uh, anybody I'm going to have on my rosters. Anybody else that you're steering clear of? I think my other uh, person that I'd steer clear of a little bit is going to be Chris Thompson uh, here. And I think this is going to be a little bit of a hot take just because um, of the excitement that people have around him. But I just think as his price is rising uh, and the opportunities of the guys that he's priced near are not, uh, I mean, it's not even close, the workload that Thompson uh, and Hunt get and where they're priced. Um, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I would go Hunt all day. So I think, you know, if I just look at Thompson, I think he's the one who, whenever it comes to fading volume or, or fading efficiency uh, over volume, that's, that's me all day. I, I will fade efficiency and take the volume. Uh, so when I look at the geos, the Kareem's, you know, I'll take them over the, uh, over C- Chris Thompson here all day. So, uh, I think if I had to have a fade, uh, of a player who's kind of hot, it would be Thompson. Now, right on. I mean, you know, this was fun when he was under six K last mm-hmm. week. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I played him at, uh, I think he was 58 or 5,900 last week. And then he was like 4,700 in week one. Um, yeah, I was all over that, but now that that price is is creeping up, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I'm staying away. I don't think I'm going to have a whole lot of him. Um, I really don't see that game being that high scoring at all, as far as the uh, the Green Bay at Washington contest is concerned. Um, but uh, I mean, that's yeah, it's only forty five and a half point total. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. It's it, that's pretty middle of the road. So I think we'll just move on to the receiver position. Um, and I got a feeling, I think I know who your stud's going to be here this week, Nate, uh, late on us, brother. I mean, I got two and I'm trying to decide which one to take up top. Uh, I think I'm just going to do it with the Julio at 7.9. He's my favorite high price play of the week. I think he's the lock of all locks. Um, no, my other one that I was debating between was Michael Thomas, but at 8.9, it seems like a cop out. I'll take Julio. Uh, I think Julio's in an interruption spot here. Uh, the TDs are coming for him. He leads all wide receivers in weighted opportunity rating, uh, which is a Josh Hermsmeyer special where he combines um, target share and air yards, the share of his team's air yards. And Julio is just a monster. Um, I mean, yeah, he's for me, I, like it's impossible for me not to play Julio this week at his price tag. I mean, he's seen 39.4% of his team's target share with a 70% of his team's air yards. Um, they're using him. They're using him all over the field. Um, and with Julio's talent, there's just there's just no way I don't have him in my lineups this week. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Josh Hermsmeyer was watching, uh, and Nate and I are recording on Friday night, by the way, so you guys are probably listening here. On uh, We probably have your ear on Saturday, I'm assuming, but uh, we're recording this Friday night. And uh, yeah, last night they mentioned air yards on the uh, the Thursday night football broadcast. And uh, if you're Josh Hermsmeyer, you have to be loving that. Um, never thought I'd see Joe Buck and Troy Aikman talking about air yards on TV. 
Um, but hey, fantasy's come a long way, man, and it's uh, it's done a lot for the uh, the evolution of how you know people uh, people look at these uh, different statistics and these newer newer statistics. Um, what you know, one way uh, you know statistical or not, um, I, I think this Minnesota game. Uh, is going to be an absolute smash spot for any of the uh, Vikings. Um, I it's hard for me to call Dylan and uh, Thielen and Diggs studs when I uh, basically <laughs> threw Cousins out there as a dud already. Um, you know, especially when they're just a, a hundred and two hundred less than Julio. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, I really do like both of the guys you mentioned. I will have some Tyreek Hill in tournaments. I can't pay 8500 for Tyreek Hill in cash games. Um, but I definitely do think that that game is going to be a shootout. The um, San Fran at Kansas City, that is a 55-point total. When I, I, I looked earlier, um, was that uh, last night, I think, before the game started, and this game was at a 56-and-a-half Uh, So it looks like that's come down a little bit, Nate. Um, But I still like Tyreek in tournaments because of that. I think there's going to be some back and forth here. Um, So I would definitely say I like Tyreek as a stud in tournaments, Um, but I'm not, I probably not going to play in cash games. I'm probably going to stay on the same path that you are paying up for either Julio uh, or paying up for Michael Thomas. Um, But on the cheaper side, uh, just because of some of the opportunity uh, in Philadelphia with no Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I, I do like Nelson Aguilar quite a bit at 6,100 against Indianapolis. I know Indy's defense looked a little better last week, but I'll be honest, man. Uh, I don't know how this Jordan Matthews signing is going to come into play. I know Matthews primarily played the slot in Philadelphia and he's been, uh, you know, away from the NFL for a few weeks since he left the, or since the Patriots cut him. Um, back even before the preseason, but I just hope that doesn't force Aguilar back onto the outside. Um, I really don't think it's going to matter. I think he can pretty much destroy any of the Colts uh, corners, but, um, but I, I, what do you think about Aguilar and cash at 6,100? Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about Aguilar uh, because I, with him, we don't know exactly what usage is going to look like. Obviously if they hadn't signed a slot wide receiver, I'd be excited. Uh, right. with them signing us like if he's not in the slot it's probably not a great thing for him um you know i mean it's another i don't know matthews i eh, what do we no, do i know what i know what you mean here? dude no i you're you're exactly right because this whole time i'm thinking oh man i think people are going to be sleeping on Wentz. i know a lot of people are going to be cautious because he's coming back from the acl but i feel like they were kind of uh you know, overprotective um, or, or just being safe, you know, and uh, which is a smart thing to do. But in t- as soon as I saw that signing, I mean, I got the alert that they had signed Jordan Matthews back and, and I just instantly hated playing Wentz and, mm-hmm. and just really dropped Aguilar. I kind of uh, got some bad vibes there, man. I just really don't like it. I, th- I feel like everything Jordan Matthews touches kind of turns to dust, but yeah. And it just scares <laughs> me, you know, a lot of what we do uh, in projecting players and, for daily fantasy is, is looking at not just their main outcome, but what is the variance around that projection and what is the, uh, you know, deviation in that and your confidence and certainty with it. Um, and with the fact that Aguilar's whole circumstance is changing here with Wentz coming back with uh, Matthews, like, I mean, the variance on his projection is so big at this point that I, at 6.1, I just don't know if I can use him in cash games, even though going into this week, I really wanted to. 
Um, and there's a couple guys in the mid tier that I'm, that I'm pretty high on here um, for this week specifically that I think are due for some uh, like, they're just underpriced for the volume. And that's, you know, Robert Woods here at 5.1 is somebody that I really like um, for his volume. And then Corey Davis is the other one who's in a tough matchup, but like he's to me, the, the biggest misprice on DraftKings this week at 4.4. I don't think people realize how much of a function in his offense that Corey or that Corey Davis is. He's uh, one of only two receivers uh, with both weeks in a row being above a uh, 0.80 weighted opportunity rating uh, that I mentioned earlier. Um, And I just at 4.4, I mean, he's half the price of Michael Thomas and I just don't see, I just don't see not using him. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, especially like if you're trying to get up to Alvin Kamara, I mean, you could definitely use him as a tool to get that uh, and leverage some salary cap space that way. Uh, So I definitely like that call. Couldn't agree more on the Robert Woods. I feel like there's going to be a lot of tension on Brandon, uh, Brandon cooks. And uh, therefore, I think that's going to create some opportunity for Woods. Um, you know, this is a guy that when he was out there on the field last year, I mean, the guy was producing nonstop. I and mean, you have an offensive mind like Sean McVay. Um, that's just another, you know, another pro if you're making lists of pros and cons. Um, that's, that's a big one. I mean, I really like that. Um, anybody that you're steering clear of, though, this week, Nate, um, as far as wide receivers are concerned? Um, I mean, overall for me, it's, it's kind of difficult this week to really find that one guy that I'm steering clear of. I think it's just, I'm locking in on so much of those other guys, but I think, you know, for me, if I am steering clear, it's going to be, um, you know, mentioning fading this past game, uh, that fading the uncertainty, uh, in some of these past games. And I think that's going to be with a guy like Emmanuel Sanders here at 6.4. I'm just still not certain on the target distribution here. Uh, in Denver and exactly where it's going to go. I think I'm a little bit higher on Demarius than the field. Even Sutlin, um, you know, scares me a little bit. And so with Emmanuel Sanders, with some people overreacting uh, after week one and his price, you know, sitting where it's at now, I mean, he's well above, what is he, uh, $1,200 above Demarius here. Um, I think he'd be my fade if I uh, if I was looking for one there. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, especially with uh, DT coming out and having like 18 yards last week, um, you know, Sutton looked really good. He had, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a, a really long touchdown called back. But, man, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think, honestly, Nate, I didn't think that uh, Sutton would be on the field as much as he would. I mean, this is totally different from last year. Yeah, Case Keenum's an upgrade at quarterback. Um, but, man, the first couple weeks – I had uh, Bronco stacks with Keenum, Manny, and DT because we're just so used to seeing this narrow target distribution in Denver the past couple of years where it's just been Sanders and Thomas. Yeah. Um, now you throw Sutton in there, and, I mean, this definitely makes it way more unpredictable. Uh, these guys aren't anybody I'm going to be using in cash either, so I think that's a fantastic call. Um if we want to talk expensive, uh, you know, big ticket receivers here, uh, I, I can't really invest $8,300 in new Copkins. Um, he'll probably have Janoris Jenkins and Jenkins has kind of been garbage so far this year. Um, but the giants past defense as a whole has been a little more respectable. Uh, but with Will Fuller being in there, um, 
there's just this obvious connection between Watson and Fuller. And you kind of hit on it briefly, Nate, when you're talking about a lot of people uh, have kind of been playing uh, or talking about playing Watson. That's I, I, I probably will. I'll probably have, uh, you know, Hopkins Fuller combination. Uh, so, you know, if you guys are good listeners, we'll get to some more stacks here down at the end of the episode. But uh, I think that's one of them I'll probably have in tournaments. Some uh, some some Houston exposure there with Watson and Fuller. It's just this guy, you know, Watson gets he's one of those guys that kind of like breaks the pocket and then he'll find that guy that's open. And it just always seems to be Fuller. Um, you know, Hopkins is probably the best possession receiver, especially when it comes to like on the boundaries. Um, but man, there just seems to be this connection with Will Fuller. Um, so I don't think I can pay 8,300, uh, you know, even in tournaments. I mean, I would probably be, uh, more inclined, especially if I'm playing Watson to just go down to 5,900 and play Fuller. Yep. I can definitely get on board with that. Right on, man. Well, uh, let's go ahead and let's move it on to tight ends. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tight end spot, Nate. Who is your stud here in week three? Uh, for me, I think, um, you know, for me, the stud isn't somebody that I'm actually going to be paying up for. I think with some of these higher priced guys that we've talked about that we like with, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Julio, um, tight end is going to be a position that I'm looking to save at for this week uh, on DraftKings. And so that lends me towards Eric Ebron here uh, going up against Philadelphia. It's a tough matchup for sure, but I just think Ebron's going to get the targets here. And we've talked a little bit about Andrew Luck's um, uh, passing offense, throw, changing a little bit in, in where his average up the target is. And I think that lines up well for a guy like Eric Ebron uh, in increasing his target share of this offense. And so I think when I look at the tight ends here, uh, look at the price tags on DraftKings, Eric Ebron really sticks out here for me at around 3.4K. I think I, I put him almost with raw points just right there with like a George Kittle you know, kind of right in that tier two, top of the tier two, right behind, you know, the uh, Kelsey's and the Ertz here. Um, you know, Kelsey's definitely my top price or top play from like a raw point standpoint, but I just don't think roster construction leads you to getting to a 6.7K tight end on DraftKings this week. I think Ebron is going to be super chalky, especially with Jack Doyle now being announced out. On FanDuel, he's actually priced higher. Uh, which is interesting. I write a uh, fades piece for FanDuel on Fantasy Pros every week. And I actually put Ebron in there, but you have to, I'm going to be totally straightforward and honest, Nate. This is just part of me being a tortured Lions fan um, and seeing Eric Ebron waste a multitude of opportunities. I mean, the dude was pretty productive when he was here, but he had so much opportunity. I mean, Detroit slung it around the yard every game. I mean, they pass the ball, more than uh, most teams, if not more, you know, the most uh, here in the past few years when Ebron was with the Lions. Um, and I just can't get pictures of him dropping balls out of my head, man. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so when I see him making contested catches in the end zone in week one and two, 
It really tilts me, man. It gets me tilted. Uh, but I got to be honest, 3.4 with Doyle being out on DraftKings is a lot more appealing um, than his price tag over on FanDuel. I, I really like that call in cash games. I do like uh, George Kittle. I think a lot of people are going to be off the Kittle bandwagon after last week. He kind of disappointed. Uh, people thought that he was just going to come out and stomp all over the Lions. And, you know, he had a, a pretty mild game. Uh, 4,500, though, against the Chiefs. And this Chiefs defense is is pretty, pretty bad as well, my friend. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of like Kittle here at 4,500. Uh, especially if I'm going to be maybe paying up a little at quarterback or, or um, uh, you know, maybe I need to, maybe if I'm going mid-range on a lot of the receiving options, um, you should still have money to get up to 4,500. Um, I do like, what, you know, we talked about Aguilar and uh, the whole Jordan Matthews situation. When I saw that, I kind of thought to myself, like, is this going to be a major Zach Ertz game? And I definitely think when you consider the roles that the receivers and Philadelphia will be in, I could definitely see a scenario where Wentz hits Ertz like for three touchdowns. And I mean, those are all the touchdowns that the Eagles score. Um, that and definitely some some Corey Clement action. Um, but with that being said, uh, I definitely... I definitely could only do that in a tournament, not in cash games. And if I had to uh, pick a dud this week, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that it would be Jordan Reed, um, which sucks because he's healthy. I mean, I I hate saying that, you know, I don't want to play Jordan Reed because we might not get too many more opportunities this year. But uh, but I would say that I'm going to go ahead and uh, and throw him out there as my dud Uh, fifty four hundred. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I got to go cheaper than that to, uh, to play somebody in, especially in cash. Uh, I would much rather play Kittle. I'd much rather play Kyle Rudolph. Um, I just feel like there's going to be some turnovers in that Buffalo and Minnesota game. And I feel like there could be some short fields where cousins hits Rudolph in the red zone. Uh, they could easily set up in the red zone to, to start off a possession or two. So you never know, man, but, uh, anybody that you're avoiding at tight end. Yeah, for me, my biggest uh, would be just uh, Evan Ingram. I mean, I know he's a talented tight end, uh, but this New York Giants offense is egregious. I mean, literally, it's uh, watching Eli just fumble around the field with talent like OBJ, uh, Evan Ingram, Saquon. I mean, this is this is bad. This is it's unfortunate because they have so much talent here, um, but they just can't get it together. This offensive line is horrible. Um, I. I can't play a tight end um, with this low of a team total. I mean, their uh, implied total is down at like 18.2 right now. Um, you know, at 4.3, I'd much rather, you know, pay the extra $200 to get to Kittle, pay down for Cook, pay down for Ebron. I mean, I Evan Ingram is just the fade of the fade for me. No, I completely get that. 42 and a half point total for the uh, Giants Texans game. And that it is, it's disappointing because you thought that the Giants would be so much better getting Saquon into the fold and having all these healthy pass catchers return. Um, you know, and then he's, I mean, you can't really do anything though when you're basically, um, your team's just a stick in the mud. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, for, I mean, for similar price points, uh, I would much rather have. A, uh, a Vikings tight end that's uh, on a team favored by 17 points uh, or, you know, Mr. Kittle, who we talked about in a game with a 55 point total. 
Um, so I can definitely agree with those. Um, you know, any, any punt tight ends you're looking at, I really haven't punted tight end a whole lot this year. I'm, I'm not really on the, uh, Will Disley bandwagon. I think uh, the Dallas Seattle game is just going to be uh, pretty disgusting. Um, I actually, there's two guys that I kind of like from a punt perspective this week, and that's going to be Austin Hooper, uh, you know, in that Matt Ryan offense going up against New Orleans, and then Ricky Seals Jones here going up against Chicago for this uh, terrible Arizona team. Um, you know, I think when I look at when I look at these guys and the share of the offense they get. Um, you know, obviously Ricky seals Jones here. We talked about not taking tight ends from an offense that doesn't score points here. And Arizona is the only team I think with a lower implied total than New York, but this comes at a $1,500 discount. Uh, so obviously pricing is in consideration here. And I project, uh, RSJ for, uh, over a 15% target share in this offense here. And so, um, you know, if we just look at what he's done so far through the first two games, I mean, he's got a um, 45 uh, or a 0.45 opportunity weighted opportunity rating so far in the season. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, which is above Rob Gronkowski, Jack Doyle, Jimmy Graham, above David Njoku. I mean, this is the volume that he's seeing for the price. Uh, I like RSJ, and I'm also uh, a fan of Hooper just in that uh, high scoring offense and high scoring game. Yeah, I uh, I actually, you know, mentioning that game, I like Ben Watson on the other side. Uh, if we're going to go punt tight ends, uh, I wouldn't mind getting some Ben Watson. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's 3,100, um, you know, nine targets so far on the season. I know that's not a ton of targets, but when you're punting tight end, I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a, there's not like a, a bunch of target hogs that are going to be down in that in that price range, but Um, but the dude has hauled in seven of his nine, uh, targets and at 3,100, I mean, he could catch a touchdown, like a one yard touchdown. And I mean, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna pay off his salary. So, um, this is a guy that I think could definitely make it happen. Um, I mean, anytime you're playing, you know, in a saints offense last year was really the only year that we saw, um, kind of some touchdown inefficiency from Drew Brees. Uh, and I do think this game is going to be a back and forth affair. Uh, it's probably something where, you know, the saints could get down low and I mean, everybody thinks it's going to Camara and I can just see an easy play action dump to Watson for a score. Um, I can't remember if it was uh, two years ago when he played uh, for the saints against the Falcons, but he had a pretty damn good game if I'm not uh, mistaken. So um you know, it like not like that's. Uh, um, I'm going down like the BVP route here in baseball, but it's uh, <laughs> it's not like a do all tell all. But but I really do like Ben Watson for a, for a punt tight end if you are going to be spending down that low. What about? Uh, let's go ahead and move on to defense and special teams, Nate. Um, I already mentioned that I think that Dallas and Seattle game is pretty much going to be a game that uh, I really don't want to watch, but um, it is one of the 425 games. Uh, so I don't know. I might get stuck watching that uh, at some point in time, but it's just a 41 point total right now. I, I, because of that and because of the fact that they've been mustering so many sacks recently and the extremely cheap price tag at 2200, um, I do kind of have some interesting Cowboys defense in cash mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's going to let us kind of get up to some of those targets that we were talking about earlier and some of those big time studs like Camara. And if you are going with Michael Thomas or Julio at receiver um, with some of the running back value and getting a super cheap defense, I mean, it does give you a hell of a lot of flexibility, Nate. Um, what do you think about defenses this week? Do you have a particular stud defense? I guess I kind of gave you my value defense. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the obvious play would be the Vikings, but God, man, I can't, yeah. I can't pay 4,300. Yeah. It's hard to pay 4,300. I mean, if you can, you, you do it. I mean, 4,300 for a defense that's, uh, what are they? 17 point or 16 and a half spread. I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a solid play here from a floor perspective for the Vikings defense, but I'll probably take the $1,300 savings in cash and go to this Eagles team that's facing Andrew Luck here. Uh, it's only seven point favorites, but they are at home here. Uh, I like this Eagles defense for that price. Um, I think they're probably my favorite. I could also see, you know, going to the Bears um, here and just the uh, the pressure that they've been getting or even the uh, the Texans as well. So, you know, those would be a couple teams that I'd be looking at. I and mean, we've talked about this Giants offense already and how much I want to pick on it. But, uh, yeah, so that would be basically the three cash guys I'd be looking at or teams that I'd be looking at would be the Eagles, Bears, and Texans. And then in tournaments, um, yeah, either paying up for the Vikings or paying down for the Cowboys I think is uh, definitely a great spot to look at. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to jam in all the Vikings you can and go full Vikings onslaught, you know, absolutely throw that defense in there and, um, you know, kind of kind of get some of that uh, get some of that running back value. I mean, you're probably going to have Latavius in there anyway if you're going Vikings onslaught. Uh, so that's, that is a, a nice play. I'm glad you mentioned the Eagles because, um, you know, like I said, I really don't, uh, really don't like Andrew Luck a whole lot this week either. Uh, we both kind of touched on that, uh, very conservative passing game. Um, they're really working him in. And I just feel like if you can't threaten the deep throw, um, that's the same reason I really don't like T.Y. Hilton this week. We really didn't touch on T.Y. a whole lot, but uh, I just don't like this this offense as a whole. Um, Marlon Mack is my favorite running back for the Colts, and he is out. Um, I just haven't seen a whole lot from Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines to think that they're really going to be able to sustain drives and put points on the board against the Eagles. So I love the call uh, for the Eagles at 3K. Um, they were kind of my defense that I had in there when I uh, put in my dummy lineups. So um, definitely like that call. And since we have some time here to uh, talk about some, some defenses we don't like, um, I, I can't play either LA team. I just think that uh, that game could get out of hand pretty quickly. I know the Rams are uh, just a hundred dollars more than the Eagles at 3,100, um, you know, and you could see, I mean, technically they're at home, but technically, so are the chargers. Um, so it's, uh, it's, 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 it could go either way, Nate. I don't know, but I, I don't really think I want to pay 3,100 for the Rams mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like the chargers could easily score four touchdowns. Um, and any particular defenses that you're, uh, you're not going to be touching this week. I mean, the only one that I like, I mean, it's not even a hot take. It's just looking at the salary. Um, there's a 0% chance I'm going to build. I can build a thousand lineups and I don't think I'd have the Seahawks, uh, defense in one of them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're at like 2.9. They're not even cheap. This, t- this, I mean, we saw it last week. These guys are just, these guys are just washed. I mean, this, the Seahawks defense is so 
I, I can't remember the last time I saw a turnaround from what this team was two years ago defensively to what they are today. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, this is that uh, you just re-signed your rookie quarterback to the mega deal effect, and uh, this is kind of the ripples we see is this defense that was, you know, so legendary, um, just falling apart in the matter of what feels like a year, but, you know, it has been a couple of years here where they've been losing pieces, and, uh, you know, somehow – they've been getting some interceptions. Um, but I, I don't think that's really going to happen a whole lot as far as, you know, with Dak, Dak is pretty good at fitting the ball into tight windows. Um, he's one of the best in the league at that, but I really don't think there's going to be a whole lot of opportunity there. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a heavy Zeke game. Um, and that kind of leads me into another one of the stacks that I like for this week. So we might as well just head over to our stacks. Um, we had some uh, some good little listeners here in our week three fantasy episode. So we'll go ahead and treat her to some stacks, Nate. Uh, I do like Zeke and a Cowboys stack together. Uh, it's going to be hard to uh, to want to pay up to Zeke when Kamara is in that uh, is is up above him there. Um, but I can definitely I feel like I'm going to probably have a, a lineup where I, I do put Zeke with the Cowboys um, where I fill it in with, you know, value at a lot of the other positions. We already mentioned Vikings onslaught. Um, you know, we mentioned that the Houston stack of Deshaun Watson and uh, Will Fuller would be one that I'm looking at. And uh, I'm just, I'm just going to do it, Nate. I'm just going to game stack the Cincinnati at Carolina game. And if the game sucks, oh, well, uh, but if it goes off, man, I could, I could be a rich man. Uh, what other games or whatever, what other stacks do you really like this week? I mean, I think the biggest one for me is going to be the uh, stacking this, uh, you know, lower owned game. I think that's going to end up uh, with all the excitement is going to be the Matt Ryan, the Julio, the Hooper stacks. Um, You know, I think I like that. I think another high variance, you know, when you're looking for stacks, you're looking for high variance. And so um, what we uh, are looking for are, you know, the high ADOT guys, the guys who, you know, high variance receivers. And so I think, you know, a Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, Deshaun Watson and even, you know, running it back with, um, you know, with an Odell, I like on the other side, one of the most important things about correlation for stacks is, you know, using, um, a team stack. And then on the opposite side, going with a wide receiver, uh, from the other team. And so I could see some Houston, um, New York, um, you know, low owned stacks working well for you. Yeah. I really don't think Jonathan Joseph or, uh, Kevin Johnson going to be able to hold uh, Beckham to a, a subpar game. I just, I like the Texans because the Giants, uh, I like the Texans D because the Giants O line is just atrocious. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I like that a lot going and running back that Houston stack with Odell. Um, you know, you mentioned the NFC South matchup in Atlanta. Uh, definitely some good fantasy options in that game. Um, the only other game that I think I would uh, really be gravitating towards um, and a game that I've already built a couple game stacks around is the 49ers at the Chiefs. Um, we've seen what this Chiefs team does. We saw how high scoring the Lions 49ers game was last week as well. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think the Niners defense is that great. Uh, we know how how much firepower this Chiefs team has. I mean, if it's not Kareem Hunt or Mahomes or Tyree Kill, they oh yeah, by the way, they also have Sammy Watkins who had a good game last week and Travis Kelsey. Uh, so I mean, this team's just loaded on offense. 
Uh, again, a 55 point total, uh, and that's down from just yesterday. Um, but I, I think we could see maybe a sneaky tournament stack. Um, you know, maybe use Jimmy G. We kind of we briefly touched on him at the beginning of the episode, but uh, maybe using Jimmy G in a game stack um, and getting some Kittle exposure there, and running that back with maybe Kareem Hunt and Tyreen Hill, Tyreek Hill, something like that. Um, so I really do like that. I mean, it's hard to not have exposure to a game that's at 55 points. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's probably where I'll be going with stacks. Um, any combos that you would probably be avoiding at all this week, or is that pretty much going to cover it for you? I think that pretty much covers it for me. I think we talked a little bit, you know, with stacks, what you're looking for is guys who are lower owned because you're only going to be stacking like this in tournaments for most of these lower owned guys for upside. So um, that's where, you know, you're, you're looking for the variance. And so uh, I think that's kind of it for it, for that, from my perspective. Excellent. My friend. Well, Nate, we really appreciate you coming on the episode here and uh, talking fantasy with us here for this week three. Um, it's been a great episode. Uh, and again, wanted to uh, thank you guys uh, for listening to the next fan up podcast powered by fan tracks. And we want to remind you again, if you like the podcast, feel free to uh, drop us a review and rate us. Uh, again, you can find Next Fan Up where all good podcasts are heard at iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And uh, you can find Nate uh, over at Roto Grinders, uh, especially especially on the Gilcast uh, every Monday. Uh, one of my faves, and of course, last week's uh, last week we had uh, you guys had uh, Josh ADHD pinch hit, and uh, we might have Josh uh, make an appearance here on uh, Next Fan Up later this year and talk some fantasy with us as well. Um, so we'll see how, uh, how that goes. Hopefully we get Josh on here for you guys soon. Uh, but again, you guys can email us next fan up at gmail.com tweet us at NFU podcast, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash NFU podcast. And again, want to remind you guys to get over to fan tracks and uh, check it out. You should be playing all your fantasy leagues over at fan tracks. And again, uh, big shout out to our friends over at mybookie.com for this week's week three NFL lines and spreads. And Nate, thanks again for coming on the show, my friend. It was a pleasure and uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It was a fun episode. Looking forward to crushing week three. Absolutely, man. Good luck. I never even heard his his interview, so I don't know the context in which it was said. I don't know what he said before. I don't know what he said after. So. I still haven't seen it. I'm not going to watch. I don't care, you know, but you know, I've got no ill will towards Jay. There's no feud between me and Jay. I think uh, we lost the game. He said what he said and, you know, we're moving on. That's in the past now.